Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Turd Ferguson Report. I am your host, Art Mosley, and today we have a special guest, a head coach of the Marist War Eagles, Coach Alan Chadwick. Coach Chadwick, how are you doing this evening? Good. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Hey, Coach, thanks for making some time. I know as we speak, it's Thursday evening, got a big ball game tomorrow. We'll get to a little bit of that a uh, little later, but just want to thank you for making some time for us today. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Coach, uh, it, for those who don't know uh, about you, you've, you've had a long tenure at Marist, uh, but, but instead of me telling it, tell us a little bit about your history. Where'd you get your first start? Maybe why'd you get into coaching and, and who's influenced you the most? Okay. Well, I started uh, after when I was playing ball at East Tennessee State. I had a couple opportunities for a couple of years to uh, try out my pros. I was drafted by the Bears and then didn't make it and you know, I went back to school, finished up on my degree, and then worked as a graduate assistant there at East Tennessee. The next year, I had another tryout. Uh, again, didn't quite work out the way I wanted to. Once again, I went back to school and was on, in my graduate program at that time and uh, also did a, a year as a, a graduate assistant. And then uh, in January of that year, 76, um, a friend of my father's, uh, actually was in his poker club. There's Dean Hargis, who was the head coach and athletic director at Marist at that time. He uh, called and uh, actually during the poker game, they said they had an opening. And uh, so I, uh, my dad contacted me the next day and uh, I came down in January and interviewed and got the job and been there ever since. Um, and the first nine years I was at Marist, I worked under Dean Hargis, who was a great, great coach and a great man. Um, he basically had built the program up by himself and uh, made it, you know, gave it the head start to what it is today. And uh, spent nine years under Coach Hargis and uh, was very fortunate to be under a great man, a great coach um, who really believed in the fundamentals and uh, doing things the right way. And uh, uh, and then after after. Uh, Nine years, I took over as a head coach in 1985. But I guess I've been most influenced by the coaches in my life. You know, even from a very young age, my my youth coaches, my ninth grade coach, my JV coach in high school, um, my high school coach Franklin Brooks uh, was a really really good player down at Georgia Tech, and Bobby died, and uh, he was a real tough guy, hard nosed guy, and um, you know, I guess I probably circulated to sports because of the coaches in my life and the fact that I had three other brothers who played as well. And, and I would say those are the people that always made the most impression on me. Coach, you, be, you said you've been the head coach since 1985. Uh, just for those who, t- who keep in track with the numbers, that's uh, you, 367 wins and counting two state championships. The program itself, uh, 705 wins, I believe. Uh, what what has been your key to longevity? Because you just really don't see that, uh, or, or at least uh, it, it seems like it's more rare that you see someone who's been at one school for that amount of time, and not just that, but the success. What's been the key to your longevity there at Marist? Well, I, you know, I just I try to take care of myself, stay in pretty good shape, and try to have the energy, but I can tell it's energy's not quite what it used to be. Um, but I think the fact that, we got great kids. We got a great program with good sound footing. Um, uh, and we got great coaches. And I've been so, so fortunate through the years to have so many great assistant coaches 
and the staff that we have presently has been with us for quite some time, most of them, uh, and most of them have played at Marist and have come through our program and, uh, and have come back to coach and will be there for probably a good while after I'm gone as well because they, they believe in the school, they love the school, they invest a lot of time and effort into it. And uh, and being around great young coaches and, and particularly great young students uh, and players that give us so much, those are the things that, that uh, mean so much to me and certainly that I'm so thankful for because they've made my job a lot easier just by giving us all they have and those coaches being committed to the program and giving all they have as well. Coach, let's change gears just a little bit here. Uh, it's early in the season, three games in, uh, going into your fourth game to, uh, on Friday night. Uh, but how have things gone according to your expectations this season? Is um, I know you're at three and zero, but is, does that meet the expectation? Do the numbers tell the whole story? <clears throat> yes and no. Uh, we knew we were going to be a pretty decent team. I think it still remains to be seen, but we thought we had the, the pieces to put together to be a good a good football team and we're still very much a work in progress um we're we're three and oh but i don't think we've really faced a team that's going to come out there and hit us in the mouth certainly like we expect st Pius to and that's going to be our challenge and our test tomorrow evening is how to respond to their physicality and do we match it and exceed it and uh, that's what we've been preaching all week and so it's going to be interesting to see that. So we expect a very physical ball game. Um, but we're, we're doing some really good things on all phases of the game, offense, defense, kicking game. We've just been inconsistent with every part of it. Um, on defense, we've given up too many third and fourth down conversions. And I'm talking third and eights, third and nine, third and tens. Mm. Um, so that's not a good thing. We've got to be a little bit more consistent, play a little bit tighter coverage in those situations. I think offensively, uh, we're doing a lot of things on offense. You know, we're no longer just pure wishbone under center running the option. We're doing going to some spread quite a bit. We've got good receivers. The quarterback up throws it pretty well, and we spread the ball around a little bit. And it's a completely different offense than when you're under center and you're climbing in a four-point stance and coming off hard and low and your backs are coming downhill and blocking and the quarterback's got to operate that football back there and make good decisions. And then you get into the spread and now it's kind of sit back, relax and read and, and um, uh, you know, find open receivers and run good routes. And we've got umpteen number of combination routes. So we're just very inconsistent on offense. So we're still not quite hitting on all cylinders. There. But the fact that we do a lot of things makes us pretty difficult to prepare for. And then in the kicking game, we lost our long snapper the first, for, you know, three days before our first game. And so our snaps were late, our snaps were high, our snaps were low, our timing was not good, our kickers got very discouraged because I fired one holder and put a new holder in for the extra points and the field goals. We had kicks blocked. We had we were slept slow on the timing. We got them blocked off the edge. Our protections weren't good. Um, we got pressures up the middle. So. Uh, but we've, we've made some great strides in that department the last week or so with our snapper back, and uh, and we're, I hope we just continue to get better on that part of it. 
Coach, you you alluded to a lot of things, and and some of some of the some of those things you just alluded to in my last question might really answer this. But was there a biggest challenge for your team coming into this season outside of some of those things you mentioned, or or did those kind of un- encompass what your biggest challenge was uh, this year? Well, I think our biggest challenge was the fact that we had to replace you know thirty seven seniors from last year, and um, and we knew coming in we were going to be counting on a lot of young players. Uh, not just rising sophomores and juniors, but also some of the seniors who were going to be coming into their own and working to earn positions that maybe had not gotten very, very much backup playing time, significant backup playing time in significant opportunities last year. So that was our biggest challenge. And we had to have, you know, some of these seniors come forward and, and earn positions that we thought they could, could, uh, they could earn. And some of them have done so, but some of them have kind of fallen back a little bit too. So we're still still trying to find all the right pieces to the puzzle. Once again, talking to Coach Alan Chadwick, the head coach of the Marist War Eagles. Coach, uh, in terms of your team, let's shift focuses there. Who, who, in terms of players, who have been some of the surprises? Uh, maybe for your staff, some guys that uh, showed up that you didn't think were going to show up uh, each Friday night. Uh, in terms of the, those players on, on, on Friday nights, who have been some of those surprises for you? Well, I think uh, I think on offense, one that comes to mind first and foremost with us is, is our quarterback, uh, we, uh, Connor Sigelski. Uh, we knew he was going to be a good player, and he had some real good potential and did some really nice things. Uh, but he's played very, very well up to this point. Um, and we've really put a lot on him, you know, with all that we're doing in our past game as well as in the option game. Uh, he has a lot on his shoulders, and he's done a very, very good job so far in, in terms of directing our offense. Uh, he's made some plays for us with both his arm and his legs, and um, we're real pleased with that right now. I think one of our running backs, Brett Zoller, uh, has been a very, very pleasant surprise for us offensively. Um, we knew we were going to be very, very young and inexperienced at halfbacks, and he's a junior that uh, plays hard every down, just gives you everything he's got. He's not a great athlete by any means, but he certainly plays hard. He puts a hat on people and gives us a good blocking back. And then uh, he got some good feet and, and catching ability, so uh, he gets a bit of a complete back there. Um, and I think um, defensively we've got uh, three linebackers who are young, Tyler Harris, Mike Backer, Derek McDonald is an outside backer, and Bradley Kaminsky is another outside backer. They're all very young and very new. And they're, they're playing well right now, and they're going to have a big challenge in terms of slowing down that pious running game tomorrow evening, and, and that's going to be a big challenge for us. But I think up front defensively, we're, we're experienced all the way across the board there, and that's helped us. we got some good experience in the backfield, certainly with Kyle, Kyle Hamilton back there in, in the secondary. So uh, I think I think those are the ones that have been the biggest surprise for us and how they're playing right now. Coach, you, meant, you mentioned Kyle Hamilton. That, that leads into my next question. Uh, the names of the, uh, the your top returners, uh, I, I know you graduated 37 seniors, so they might be few and far between, but who are some of those uh, standouts in terms of either athleticism, high character, or leadership on that team this year? Well, certainly Kyle comes to mind the first because he is such an exceptional player that uh, we're very, very fortunate to have. Uh, he does a lot of things for us. He's blocked kicks. He's caught tremendous pass passes. Um, he's intercepted balls. He's come up hard on run and sit and sit well in his zone and made great tackles. Returns punts for us. Uh, he just does it all. 
and he's certainly somebody who's on the field wherever he is in whatever situation, offense, defense, kicking game, that opponents have got to be aware of where he's at because he can, he's such range and, and, and good athleticism and great hands and, and um, sees the field so well. Uh, he's certainly a threat to block kicks, return kicks, catch balls, and do it all. And I think another strength of our team is our defensive line. Uh, we've got basically three starters coming back up front, and then we've got a, a, a defensive end who got a lot of black backup front But from left to right, you got Ryan Manley's defensive end, Jalen Clark is another defensive end, uh, Dean Colton as an inside defensive tackle, and Adam Pazabon. And those two guys combine both size, speed, quickness, toughness, and experience to give us a very formidable front right there. And Coach Manley's somebody that's very athletic coming off the edge and pressuring the passers. He had three sacks last week. And that's his first game back after coming back from Mono. And so that was a, a big uh, big boost to our team defensively. Um, and I think uh, offensively, you know, I wouldn't say that there's performers, but just a, a combination of a lot of people who are doing their job well, both the offensive line and, and some of our backs. I think Lincoln Parker is a fullback. is still a work in progress. He's just a sophomore, but he's going to be really, really good before it's all over. And uh, he's been a, a key factor for us on offense as well. Coach, uh, you gave us a good list of players on their team who are, are doing great things on the field. How about off the field, in the community, or in the, and in the classroom? Who are some of the high performers uh, for the Marist War Eagles there? Well, I think all of our kids do very, very well in the classroom. We've had a number of kids who came late to make up tests and go to tutorial and things like that. They're all very, very capable students. They'd be embarrassed if they weren't because it's very, very tough academically. Uh, but I think Dean Cole, Dean, uh, a starter two ways for us at offensive tackle and defensive line. Uh, he's probably got a 3-6 GPA in that range. Uh, and as a matter of fact, he's committed to Lehigh just this past weekend. So we're real happy for him. And he's going to go on and have a really, really fine career for them. Um, let's see. Kyle Hamilton, again, has good grades. I mean, he's going to be going to Notre Dame. Um, he's in that three six range as well. So, um, and uh, let's see. I would say um, Lewis James, starting center force, is another very uh, well respected, hard nosed kid that um, has great character and um, does a great job for us. And he's also got a, a very good, uh, great point average as well. And then a kicker. I got to mention our kicker, Brendan Farrell. He, he's got a, he's in the three eight range, and getting a good look from a lot of different schools. But he has improved so much. I mean, he's we've got had sixteen kickoffs so far, and he's got sixteen touchbacks. Um, and he struggled with the timing and the snap the snap issues that we've had, and holding issues. But he's quite capable of hitting it from fifty yards deep. And then, of course, his punt in the 35, 36, 37 range as well. Coach, thanks for uh, giving us some of those names. Always hear, uh, good to hear players who are excelling not only on the field but off the field. Uh, Coach, let's let's switch gears a little bit here and talk about your opponent on Friday. Uh, you take on the St. Pius Golden Lions 54-time. Uh, you, you all have met. 
You mentioned a little bit earlier that they're going to be they're maybe the most physical team you've played, but uh, what are some of the things that they bring to the table that makes it a challenge for your team outside of that physicality? Well, they they're they're not as complicated as we are. They just do what they do and they do it very well. They come off the ball um, extremely well with their offensive line. They've got very very good balance of skill position players that can hurt you, and starting with their quarterback. Uh, Connor O'Connor, who's a three-year starter for him. His fullback is a bruising, tough kid that can he can break it and go 50 yards. Uh, probably about a 205-pound type guy. Uh, and then both their backs are very, very elusive, very quick, and can get into running lanes very quickly and explode and hurt you. And they can go play-action pass and hurt you as well in this in games where we've been able to slow their run down, but then they come up with a big play action pass somewhere and hit us for a deep one. So um, you gotta you gotta play tough, hard nose, you gotta play downhill, try to get them going before they get started, gotta get them stopped at the line of scrimmage, still running lanes very well, uh, fit to fit to cap responsibilities well and, and just play like your head's on try to make things happen. But they are very patient, very uh, deliberate in what they do. And, uh, you know, they can hurt you with a trap, they hurt you with a sweep, and they hurt you with an option. Fullback, quarterback, or pitch. So you got to cover the field and you got to be very sound fundamentally. Coach, does it matter or does it help at all that that game is being played at Hugh Spalding? I hope it does. I hope it's <laughs> at least two touchdowns for us. But I don't know about that. <laughs> too, many, too many of these games come down to the fourth quarter and something late, somebody driving late or hitting the pass late. So we're expecting a four-quarter game and maybe longer than that. And uh, we just got to keep battling on every down. Coach, I know this is – I believe this is the longest uh, – uh, or the most times you face an opponent here, the fishbowl against St. Pius. But – in terms of your schedule, and, and I realize that the next game is the most important game, in terms uh, of the community or alumni around the marriage program, is is there a game that's circled on the schedule this season for you all? Well, certainly this one always, but we we played a lot of private schools up to this point, and love it, uh, Baylor School in Chattanooga, and then uh, Westminster last week. So, um, And you know you're going to get well-coached, very fundamentally sound teams, and teams that know us pretty well, that know us, we know them, and uh, and, and you got so well coached as well. And we wanted to play good teams early because sometimes our region is not quite as competitive as we'd like. There are a few good teams in there, as it still remains to be seen. But uh, we want to make sure we play teams outside of our region that can give us some of the things that we're looking for in terms of and a smash-mouth team like St. Pius, and then playing a, a team that spreads it around and throws it like Lovett and, and Westminster. And uh, that, those things help us get better as we go through our season. Coach, we're going to change gears one more time here and, and go back to you a little bit. Uh, you've been doing this for uh, coaching for a long time, but wind the clock back. If you weren't coaching or didn't go into football, what do you think, what career would you have chosen? There's nothing else that I can do. <laughs> there's, there's not a single thing that I can do. I mean, this is it. Uh, this is what, ever since I was a young boy, older brothers playing, going to their practices, going to their games, going to my practices, going to my games, you know, uh, it was like, you know, four or five football games every weekend. Mm-hmm. You had your game and you had 
two or three other brothers' games and things like that. So it's just what I became accustomed to, what I became most comfortable with, uh, even even in my education. Uh, it's just the thing that I cared the most about and was attracted to the most. And like I said, all those great people and teammates and coaches that I had growing up uh, really made a big impression and, and, and that, you know, football is where we got our coaching. We didn't get as good at coaching in, in baseball and in some of the other sports I was playing, but uh, we really got good coaching in football. And so I, I held, grabbed a hold of that and held on to it. Um, and glad I did. And I, I could not see myself doing anything else in this, in this world. Well, fair enough, Coach. You, you see, you've done it, and, and you've done it well uh, for your tenure, uh, Coach. Once again, talking to Coach Alan Chadwick, the head coach of the Marist War Eagles. What's the best advice that you've ever received, or or and or the best advice that you can give a young to a young coach? Well, you know, growing up, you see all these great players and. And uh, you're watching them and you're emulating them and that type of thing. And I guess the best advice I got was just be yourself. Just be you mm-hmm. and, and, and do what you can do. And don't try to do things you can't do. Uh, and I think that's the, the, the biggest piece of advice that I took. And uh, play to your strengths and, and not try to do things you can't do. And I'd say to a young coach coming up, I would say study the game from all aspects and all all facets of the game. Uh, if you're an offensive coach, you know, try to work on defense. It's something that I didn't do. I was always an offensive-minded coach all the way through, and I, I wish I'd spent some time on defense and, and had taken more time to learn a little bit more defense when I was growing, growing up and developing. But uh, I would say as a young coach, study all the aspects and as, uh, uh, aspects of the game and try to learn as much as you can about all phases of the game because that's going to make you a better coach. If you coach defense, you know, regardless of what level it is, if you coach defense for a couple of years, then that's going to help make you a better offensive coach as well. And um, and you make yourself more more uh, uh, diverse and you know more marketable as well. Uh, you've been you've been coaching head coach at Marist uh, since 1985. Um, what do you want your legacy to be when when you hang up the whistle? I would just have to say that I was a fair coach that loved the game, uh, had a passion for the game, and tried to instill that passion to all my players and coaches. Uh, but I was fair um, I, that I treated all my players with respect and a care and concern, uh, even those that weren't starters or weren't superstars. Uh, I try to give attention to those guys and cut up with them and, and uh, kid with them a good bit and let them know I care about them. Uh, I probably don't come across that way very much, but it's uh, kind of my way is to, is to cut up with them and joke with them and jab at them a little bit, let them know that I care. And, and then also coach them. Coach them just as hard to demand demand excellence from them so that they know that what they do matters and that you want them to do it the right way. Uh, and, and I hope that as those kids grow up and look back that they've got that understanding that uh, I cared about all my players. Well, Coach, it seems like uh, 
I'd have to believe you're living a part of that legacy or most of that legacy if, if Maris has kept you around for 35 years. So uh, well done. Uh, well done for that. Coach, I've got one more question for you, and I'm, I'm tossing you up a softball here. I, I hope it's a softball for you. Uh, if, if, if anyone's in the area, uh, Friday night, uh, for this game or, or, or back around the remainder of the season for a home game, where's the best place to get a pregame meal? And whether that's, uh, in Brookhaven, <laughs> Shambly or Dunwoody, anywhere around campus, where's the best place to get a pregame meal? Well, uh, the, the place where we go for our team is Mad Italian, uh, right there on Savoy Drive. And we've been going there as a team for a long, long time. And that, that place has been open for a long time, and there's regulars that go in there all the time. And uh, they got a great chili cheesesteak and uh, great pasta dishes as well. I'm a spaghetti guy myself. And uh, we really enjoyed Tom Brown and his crew over there to Mount Italian to take care of our team. But uh, there are some other places around there close. It would be nice too, but I'd have to say Mount Italian tops them all. Fair enough. There you have it. The Mad Italian over on Savoy Drive taking care of the Marist War Eagles uh, pregame. Coach, those are all the questions I have for you. I know you've got a uh, busy day ahead of you tomorrow, so we're going to let you get out of here. But thank you so much for your time. Uh, Best of luck the rest of the way this season. Thank you, Art. Appreciate it very much. Once again, thank you to head coach Alan Chadwick, the head coach of the Marist War Eagles. The War Eagles will take on the St. Pius Golden Lions on Friday night at 7.30 at Hughes Spalding Stadium, another tough opponent for the War Eagles. We wish Coach Chadwick and his team the best of luck for the remainder of the season. Please remember to visit our sponsor, Yorganize It. Yorganize It helps people create order wherever it is lacking in their lives. From simple closet solutions, playroom overhauls, or whole house makeovers, Yorganize It has a customized solution for you. You can find them on the web at yorganizeit.com. That's Y-O-U-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-I-T.com. Yorganize It. Your space, your time, your life. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D. F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N dot com or on Twitter at Turd Ferguson RPT T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N RPT If you like what you're hearing make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter Make it a great day everybody Music